Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life Hello better. and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyl Arthritis Podcast. I'm sorry this is coming out to you late. The whole scheduling thing with this new puppy and he'll be 13 weeks old tomorrow. What a challenge this has been. He takes up so much time and his training really hasn't even started. So just the puppy stuff, you know, the house training, the not biting, all of that takes up so much time, so much more than I remember because it's been a long time since I've had a puppy. I've had dogs, but I've always gotten them when they're a little bit older. So they've been out of that puppy stage. And this little uh, fur shark I got is something else. He's just a, a little machine when he wants to uh, play. So anyway, with that, I wanted to look at something I saw coming up quite a bit in the forums, and that's flares. One of the things I looked at with flares is I've seen a rash of questions lately from people that are saying, I'm newly diagnosed. What do I expect when I have a flare? Am I in a flare? What's it feel like when you're in a flare? And you know, that's such a, like, like anything to do with axial spondyloarthritis, it's really very tied to you directly. And what I mean by that is my flare, well, it's all the same as far across all of us is that it's an increase in inflammation. How our bodies process it, react to it is really so different that when somebody asks about, hey, what's your flare doing to you? What is it like? Even if you tell them, they may never experience that. And then you'll have others like myself who I get flares, but they're fairly minor now compared to oh, like almost 40 years ago when I was first diagnosed and a flare would just have me crying from the pain and unable to move large distances very quickly. Now it's just maybe a little bit of increased stiffness, a little bit of increased discomfort. It's not anything really dramatic like it used to be. I found that in talking to people that have been dealing with this for quite a while, a lot of people tend to say that thing, and that's as the ankylosing spondylitis, the non-radiographic, whatever you have, the axial spondyloarthritis burns itself out, it hits the fusion level across the bulk of your body. Your symptoms tend to subside. You tend to have a little less pain. It's a little more constant. It's not those sharp, really just bring you to your knees type pain. But I found this article anyway, to, to talk about flares, I found this article in the Spondylitis Association of America, like all episodes, I'll have the link down below in the show notes. And also, there's a link down there for some different items from Amazon. One of the best ways if you want to support the show is click on a link. You don't have to buy that particular item, but click on a link before you buy something from Amazon. doesn't raise the price. They'll share a few pennies with some items with me, and that helps to support the show. If you think about it, click on the link through either the website, spondypodcast.com, or through the link in the podcast itself. Take yourself over to Amazon and you know spend away and you know throw a few dollars back towards the show when everybody's aggregate is added up. And that really helps out with covering the monthly cost of the show. So anyway, examining flares and spondylarthritis is what the article is from Spondylitis Association of America. The person goes on to talk about, you know, what is a flare? And they said, a flare can be defined as the acute worsening of symptoms. Flares are generally thought to be due to increased activity of the underlying disease 
All of this cannot always be demonstrated objectively. In rheumatoid arthritis and systemic lupus, flares are accompanied by joint swelling, rashes, or lab abnormalities. Patients with peripheral spondyloarthritis may similarly develop swollen joints during a flare. On the other hand, the major symptoms of axial spondyloarthritis, you know, the inflammation of the back, the pain, the stiffness, the fatigue, are experienced and cannot be assessed you know, by physical examination. Inflammatory markers in the blood may be normal. This can make it difficult to clearly attribute a temporary worsening of symptoms to increased inflammatory activity. Magnetic resonance imaging, you know, MRIs, can demonstrate inflammation in the spine of the joints. However, there are issues with access, cost, and sensitivity that makes it impractical to do an MRI You know, if you say, hey, I'm having a flare. Your insurance, at least here in the United States and most likely in many other parts of the world, your insurance is not gonna just say, oh, you're not feeling good? Here, have an MRI. It just doesn't work that way. So if you're newer in dealing with this condition, you will become better in understanding, dealing with, and self-diagnosing the flares and what feels good for you and what makes it worse. And for me, if I'm in a real bad flare, I can't sit all day. I have to get up and move. Now, I'm not going to go run a marathon or anything like that. I just need to move. I need to walk. I need to move around the house a little bit. That moving the laundry around, all that is dramatically beneficial for me. If I sit the whole day, it's just horrible. By the time nighttime rolls around, I feel like somebody's taking a baseball bat to me. They go on to talk about studies from the pre-biologic era demonstrate that fluctuations in disease severity are common in ankylosing spondylitis, which likely reflects the experience of all patients with spondylarthritis. They said, according to these studies, a typical AS flare is characterized by increased back pain that may be stabbing in nature or feel like muscle cramps. Symptoms can be local or more generalized. Increased fatigue and emotional upset are common. Episodes may last from a few days to a few weeks. To measure flares in clinical studies, researchers have tried to develop definitions using, you know, like established disease activity measures. They'll go on to say a recent consensus paper from the Assessment in Spondyloarthritis International Society defined the clinical important worsening of axial spondyloarthritis activity, i.e. a flare, as an increase in the AS disease activity score of at least 0.9 points. However, this research definition poorly captures what patients experience. Andrew Keat, a rheumatologist from the UK, put it like this, a flare is whatever a patient experiences that might broadly be characterized as a worsening in comfort or well-being. That sentence when I read it is exactly it. So if you're a new patient, you say, what is a flare? A flare is whatever a patient experiences that might broadly be characterized as a worsening in comfort or well-being. If you're not feeling well, if your overall general feeling of being blah and being in more pain has increased dramatically the last couple of days versus what it was, you know, just a few weeks ago or a few last week, then you're probably experiencing a flare. And how will you know when you're out of that flare? You won't feel as bad. And so that's really boiled down to a nutshell. That's as basic as it is, and it's exactly what it is. So the article goes on to talk about, you know, what causes flares, and they'll look at like long-term studies of biologics they've used to have demonstrated that improvements in disease activity achieved over the first few weeks to months of therapy are typically stable over time. What that means, if they can get that inflammation knocked down in the first few weeks with the biologic, first month or so, you may be able to keep that going for quite a while. Not forever, but for quite a while. That's why so many people have to switch biologics. They may stop working at some point in time. However, this does not exclude the possibility that individual patients may experience temporary flares while being on a biologic. And that only makes sense. You Sometimes it's just going to, the pain's going to break through, the inflammation's going to break through, and it's going to be temporary just having a flare. It's just going to take place. TNF or IL-17A inhibitors are effective for many patients, 
but they only suppress inflammation. They do not cure the disease. That's key. Also, if you're new to getting ready to start biologics, don't pin all your hope on this biologic, whatever this is. Take it and hope it works. And if it doesn't, tell your doctor and move on to the next one. Don't feel down. Don't feel let down. You didn't fail Jack anything and the biologic didn't fail you. It just didn't work. It means you move on to the next one. So know that as you move through trying biologics, that flares can be the result of random fluctuations in just disease activity. And this, regardless of whether someone is being treated with a biologic, other anti-inflammatory medications, or not taking medication, a flare can still happen. So how do you deal with the flare? Well, typically flares are limited in time, lasting days to weeks, and many patients have found their own ways to deal. And, and you will too, as you go through this process of journey of dealing with AS, you'll find ways that help to mitigate your flare so that when you get them, it's just part of what it is. It's just part of your new normal. And you'll deal with it and you'll move through and, and you'll come to accept it. It sucks, but you'll come to accept it. You can talk with your rheumatologist, see if there's NSAID that you might take, if you can take them, you know, see what different types of items, maybe it's exercise, maybe it's swimming, maybe it's a sauna, see what helps you. And in some cases, what makes it worse? Then you want to make sure that it's just a flare. And when I say that, you want to make sure that it's not something above and beyond a flare. You know, it's important to realize that there's changes in symptoms, maybe unrelated or only indirectly related to the spondyloarthritis. A number of conditions need to be uh, distinguished from a flare. In patients with AS and limited range of motion due to spinal fusion, minor trauma can result in a fracture. Biologic therapies also predispose to severe infections, which occasionally may affect the spine. Fractures and spinal infections require immediate medical attention. So again, you want to know that your flare is just a flare, that it's just part of your new normal, but you want to be cognizant of other things. And if you're having issues, if your flare goes on for longer than a week or whatever it may be, and it seems longer than you normally experience them, talk to your doctor call them, email them, whatever it is to get that information to them and then let them know because they could be looking at other things that might be sensitive to the flare, like a fibro or maybe something else that was undiagnosed. So the difference from a flare is that the symptoms, you know, are not caused by increased inflammation compared to say fibro in the spine or SI or other joints. Rather, it is thought that the pain threshold in the central nervous system is altered. So as you're going through with all of these issues, you want to make sure that you're on top of everything. You want to make sure that you're looking to make every time you're dealing with a flare that you're recognizing the symptoms. Track them. Write them down. Jot them down in notes in your phone. Something so that when you have a flare again, you can look back and say, yep, I did this. I did this. I did this. Oh, this is new. I better be a little more aware of this. Could be heel pain. I remember at one time my heel pain was through the roof could not walk. I was in college and the instructors were sending my assignments to me through my roommates because I just, for about two weeks, I could not walk. It was horrible. Luckily, that's the only time I've had it where my heels have just been absolutely on fire. Outside of that, it's generally been my back, my hips, my neck. Those are my spots that when a flare hits, it hits hard. So again, I know this was a shorter episode, I thank you for listening. I'm going to go back and make sure that the puppy hasn't chewed up Lord knows what. I just can't thank you all enough for listening. It's a pleasure coming to you every week, and I just really appreciate you listening. With that, if you're having a flare, manage it to the best of your ability. Get help from your rheumatologist if needed. Find out what works best for you, and I hope to have you listening again next week. Take care, and thank you. Bye.